Are you looking to level up your author business? Are you pounding your head against a wall, wondering what your next step should be? Then join me, Daniel Wilcox. And me, Sasha Black, as we haul ass each week in a bid to level up. Level up. Come along for the ride as we delve deep into the business of writing, craft, entrepreneurship, and every level of the author journey. This is the Next Level Author Podcast. Achievers, and welcome to the Next Level Author Podcast, episode 15. A podcast where we hold each other to account and track our step by step progress as we level up our author businesses. My name's Daniel Wilcox, and here with me every week is. Dasha Black. Yeah! <laughs> That's week two. That's it. That's it. We're testing me again. I, I, I swear, you're, you're testing me now because I've literally, like, off camera blanked you when you were talking yeah. to me. Sorry, all right? <laughs> Right, so for <laughs> listeners and viewers, basically I was talking to Daniel and he just fucking zoned out on me, like just staring off into something else, reading all of our very wonderful comments for the week, but fuck you <laughs> for not listening. <laughs> Doesn't bode well for this episode, so if there's, if there's like an no. awkward pause, just edit that out. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like, well, if it's me pausing. <laughs> Thing is, I, I obviously you, you're never aware when you drift off. <laughs> like I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, drift off. <laughs> I, I I'm not. I, I don't know. It was that moment where like I heard you speaking again, and then obviously you stopped, and I was suddenly like, oh, uh oh. <laughs> uh, right. Oh, yeah. There's, there's no way of getting out of this. <laughs> also, it was so obvious. So it's just like, wow, Dan, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's fine. It's fine. I will forgive you. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, how have you been? How's your week been? Been good. It, it's been long. It's been a week. Um, yeah, it's it's been a weird one. I took a pretty much Tuesday off because I woke up and my body and mind were having literally none of it. And I think I'm now at a point where I can tell that there's literally no point pushing through those days. Mm. Um, and the only thing that you can do is, is you know, suck it up and, and try again the next day. Mm. Um, but I, I, I hate it because having those days is literally like when your body literally says, stop, rest, because it's not scheduled, it kills me. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like, it yeah. could be at the weekend where like, you know, it's more, I, I, probably worse because I've got my son and I obviously want to give him my attention, but it's like, mm. I've got things that I need to do. And you have that kind of... Uh, just that worry because then it gets burdened on with I need to catch up uh and that doesn't really help when you're trying to like relax and rest it off a bit but I I think I'm getting better at uh just recognizing when those moments are and letting myself recover and then from the other problem with us as indies there is actually never a time where there is nothing to do like when you're in your day job you can get to a point where you've done everything and then like you're waiting for other people and therefore you can relax but as an indie and as a business owner we are like the biggest bastard bosses ever because there is never a time where there is nothing to do like the minute you finish something there's five thousand other things that need doing and it's yeah. so it's just endless it's big and small just yeah a thousand things and obviously that then like i say adds on to what i was planning on doing wednesday but i have had quite a successful end of the week at least and sort of smash a load of stuff out um and yeah i'm feeling i'm feeling much better now i think i, I needed that day i did need that day uh, but how about you i am Fucked. I'm so tired. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I hit the wall. Welcome this to afternoon. Why Not to Be a Full Full Time Writer <laughs> podcast. 
right? Welcome to Dan and Sasha's bitch about how tired they are. Um, I'm just no, so like, sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but can we just caveat this conversation? We would never change this for a million years, million pounds, no, like no. never change it. But um, yeah, no, I, I very much hit the wall this afternoon. I think it's because my mum's just had my son for two days. So I got up at like eight. No, I got up at 7.30 and was like, at the desk at eight, mostly faffing, but by 8.30 I was working and I didn't really stop working until 9.30 at night without a break. So, um, and I did that basically both days. And then I got to about three o'clock this afternoon and was like, wow, I am fucking tired. <laughs> and, like, and then I was like, why am I so tired? Like, where the fuck do you think you're I tired? wonder. Yeah, I know. But like, I just don't acknowledge that just in my brain I just think that I should be able to just keep working and I just apparently can't and it's really annoying um, it is weird when when your mind wants to but yeah. your body just doesn't like because yeah. I had I think that was partly what led to my Tuesday burnout was like Monday night I was like I feel in the mood to work so I worked into the <laughs> evening after yeah. starting at like six o'clock that morning <laughs> <laughs> I'm Why laughing because so I just know exactly what you're talking about yeah. like it's literally like I'm, if, if I'm in the mood I might as well just do it <laughs> because you know it, it goes fast when you're in the mood you get more done and then like the next day you're just like <laughs> no no more <laughs> Like, well, that, bad. yeah, that sound effect is what happened to me this afternoon is I literally like <laughs> careened into a wall and just like, <laughs> I, I sat on the sofa and just like, oh, at the TV, <laughs> like a whole film. Can't fucking tell you what the film was about, but I know I watched one. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally no clue. Um, yeah, but... Um, Oh, and, and then so so the other thing we have to tell listeners about is um, oh, yeah. <laughs> our challenge. So as you know, each week we challenge each other to achieve our things that we've said we're going to do. And if we don't, there's a forfeit. And Dan is the only one who's done a forfeit so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I won't be too smug. So far, just I feel in, good about this one. Just in case. Yeah, I know. It's just, just in case. <laughs> um, but yeah, so last week, basically, I um, pitched a fit and was like, I need to come off the sugar. And I don't really know how it happened, but it ended up that me and Dan were basically in like a, uh, like a bitch fight over <laughs> who, <laughs> you know, whether or not to um, stop eating sugar. So... <clears throat> excuse me we did we we stopped on on thursday was the last night thursday the 2nd of july was the last night we could eat sugar i devoured the rest of my hobnobs i pretty much ate an entire box of gillian so let's not really talk about <laughs> what and, <laughs> and it probably wasn't the only thing i'd eaten let's be real and um yeah so we've gone through a whole week and we should have mentioned it on the podcast last time but um for, i we think were we were both fucked yeah, both in like heavy withdrawal. All we could do was survive for the podcast. Oh, the first the first day or two was awful. Like yeah. it shouldn't it shouldn't have been that bad. But I I will confess that like I don't know what it's been, but like the last two and a half three weeks before that moment, just got into the habit of you know buying. Like, I'm I'm a sucker for biscuits. Like if I buy a package of biscuits, they do not last long. Um, and I've also discovered that I really really like dark chocolate and Bourneville lately. So I've been like basically just working through probably a, a lot more than I should have. And so my body on a whole Friday was like, where, where, where are they? <laughs> you, oh, now, now's the time, isn't it? Isn't it? Well, every, every time's the time. Where, where, where are they? <laughs> and I'd be like, uh, 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 and just like carry on doing my thing. And then I'd be like, dude, 
where are they? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and that only so, got yeah, worse. It was, it was difficult. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's been continually difficult for me. And uh, but anyway, we have survived, and we are at a week. So high five, buddy. We survived a week. I'm like, yeah, five. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we're doing this, and also I should just be 100% clear, this is a last man standing kind of challenge, so um, yeah, there will be a forfeit on the podcast for whoever fucks up first. <laughs> and we're both quite stubborn. Yep. <laughs> so what, what I have enjoyed, I have enjoyed your messages the last couple of days. <laughs> just the evenings of like, I want a chocolate! I know. And then I you're like, fucking hate you. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, well, just have a cheat night then. And I'm like, no, fuck you. I'm not falling off the wagon. <laughs> I love it. What I do love is like how 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 I'm viewing this relationship or how how it seems to be unfolding is that you tend to mention something that you fancy doing. I realise that I've wanted an accountability partner for a long time and I need someone to help me and that there aren't a lot of people in my circle who will actually stick to the things and then I literally go, okay, we'll make it happen. Yeah, I know. And then I'm I like, wait, there's something what? else no. I don't think there's something else I don't think we're gonna talk about yet. Um, but that was mentioned and already that sort of started picking up steam and it's just <laughs> it's just now like potentially rolling down the hill like yeah, getting out of control. Basically we have to learn to not say anything unless like we want it to happen because both of us are I think yeah we both have that well yeah it's happening now and then the other one won't back down so then, then we're like I've, actually, I've, I've never had it so bad that like I've been staring at the biscuit tin and literally the voice in my head is going like you could just do it and not tell her and then the other part's going like no I need the moral victory yes! I even told Chloe, I was like, Chloe, I am going to win this morally. Like, I will so we're not going to eat sugar for 27 years. I know. <laughs> basically. Oh my God, I think I've got the giggles. Because I, I can picture us basically like meeting up and going somewhere and then being like, okay, let's agree to end this. And we both got like, <laughs> something in our hands. And then as it comes to our mouth, like, you first. No, no, yeah. you first. At the same time. Ah, I knew you weren't going to go. <laughs> oh my God, that's exactly how I sit in my head too. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I even told Chloe because I was like, I, I like, I can't, you know, I <clears throat> just how you're saying about the moral victory, like, I just won't cheat because I'm not that kind of person because I have to know in my head that I won fair and square. <laughs> 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 oh my God, where have we gone on this podcast? And we haven't even got to the question. Okay, what, what have you um, been enjoying this week? Oh, uh, so I will go for, I've been watching uh, a series on Netflix called Unsolved Mysteries. I don't know if you've seen it advertised at all, but... I bet um, you Chloe's watched it. It's really, really good. It's really good inspiration, particularly for people who are looking like down the route of like mysteries and thrillers um, <coughs> and whatnot, because they're basically like real life cases of people who have gone missing and there's been or there have been pieces of the case that just don't make sense. Uh, one of them is about a UFO experience that a group of people in a small town, it, they're all in the US and a lot of them are in South America. So it says a lot. Um, <laughs> no offense if you're from South America, I didn't mean it. Uh, but all these people in this town have like a collective experience or like a, a good number of people in this town have collective experience of being abducted and things like that. And it just goes into like the history behind it and all the stories. And it's just, it's really good for just, when I was watching it, I was like, okay, these stories are genuine things that I could apply to some like, some, you know, mystery elements within a horror or within like a dark thriller or something. And just because they're real, it almost justifies sometimes the absurdity of the ideas that you have yourself. 
So that, that's mine, Unsolved Mysteries. Did you hear me coughing at the start then? Or did I manage I did. to mute it was, myself? It was C sharp, wasn't it? C, C sharp. Oh no, so I didn't mute myself. No. <sighs> it was only a little cough. You're fine. Oh no, it was huge. It felt huge. Oh then, yes. Oh, I did mute myself. I, I, I heard a little bit. Oh, okay, but then not the whole of it. Oh, no. whatever. I will just edit it out. It's fine. Um, <laughs> anyway, my call of the week. That does sound cool. And also, like, I'm almost certain that Chloe will have um, watched it. Or if not watched it, she will want to. So I'm going to tell her about that. Yeah. There is, I will, sorry, I'll quickly add. There is, uh, I think it's at the ep- end of episode two, maybe. One of the creepiest things I've ever heard come out of a man's mouth in relation to the case. To the point that, like me, the horror author, got freaked out by what he said and how he said it. I won't say I won't say any more, but it just there was like a, a thirty-second clip of. Um, I'll give people a bit of a clue of like when a guy is holding someone's ashes and he says some stuff, and I'm like, I've, I've never been more freaked out in my life. Well, I want to know what it was now. Well, I'm, I'm not. I'm going to get it wrong if I say it. So people watch it. I, th- okay. I believe it's yet at the end of episode two or something. I'm definitely asking you off air. Um, <laughs> Okay, my call of the week is, so I ha- Joanna Penn talked about this on her podcast, or I think it was her podcast, or somewhere, anyway, and um, I then promptly forgot about it until I was browsing Netflix, and then saw it, and was like, saw the trailer, because I always watch the trailers on Netflix, because I hate yeah starting something that shit um mm. it's just just inefficient and a waste of my time so i always watch trailers uh, so warrior nun oh my god i'm obsessed it is amazing and um yeah we watched i think two or three episodes last night and i was like but 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 like do we have do you, are you sure you want to go to sleep now like are you sure you want to go to sleep <laughs> and uh, as Perry's like heart like half conscious and i'm like oh can we just do one more they're only sure go on uh, but no so yes that is my thing i'm loving this week it's called warrior nun and um yeah it's just just do yourself a favor and watch it. I'm not sure if you'll what, like what it. What form of warrior is it? Is it warriors in a fighting nun or is it warriors in a nun that is concerned? No, no, fighting. She's a okay. badass um, warrior. Yeah, so like fights, fights demons. And um, yeah, it's it's awesome. Um, uh, yeah, I loved it. It, she, it. What a concept. Whoever came up with that is a genius. <laughs> um, okay, weekly confessional. Mm. how did you do i completed it i uh finished my second round of edits on when winter comes Two. went to readers and people to do their magic um and also as of today finished the collaboration project collaboration project non-fiction project i'm working on um which i'm very very happy with because i did worry that that tuesday off was going to affect it but Again, I found that writing nonfiction is a lot of fun, uh, particularly when, you, when you're writing about something that you know well. Mm-hmm. It's, there, there's something quite um, gratifying about, because you, you have knowledge stored in your head. And then when you try and speak and communicate with people, sometimes it's difficult. So it's almost like a way to process the stuff that you think you know to try and find the right way to teach it to someone. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I finished the first draft of that, which I'm going to clean up and then uh, basically get ready to ship out and do whatever needs to be done to it. But yeah, hit mine. Happy days. Well, How then. about you? Yeah, I, I love what you just said. And that's actually why I started writing nonfiction was literally sorting out uh, knowledge in my head. So yeah, completely it, It's given me an idea for a possible other nonfiction book. Oh, I definitely <laughs> want to hear about that off air. Um, <clears throat> okay, so I 
can't actually remember exactly what I was supposed to do. I think I was supposed to Ten slide work... decks. Shut up. No, I did not. <laughs> You're such a knob. Um, I think I had to do one slide deck, which I've done one, and um, I started on one of the bigger topics uh, for modules, and I'm oh, so close to finishing that. So, And that's kind of like two in one. So mm. I would say I've done two and three quarters, which I'm quite nice. pleased with. Yep. I'd like to get to the end of that and possibly one more by the weekend, but we'll see. Anyway, the important thing is I did it. Also prime the audio booth, I believe I had to do, which I did do. And I, I took some great time-lapse videos as well. I love it. And yeah, and I'm gonna do like a tutorial and see if we can time-lapse building it as well when we build it in here. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna put down all the materials I did and, and how we did it and the measurements and all that kind of stuff so that if anybody else wants to build themselves a boom booth style audio booth, they can. Um, whiteboard up that's not on there but yeah that wasn't awesome. on there but yes my, my beautiful whiteboard is, is actually this is a new whiteboard which is massive and I'm in love nice. with it um and what else there was one other thing work on tray which I did the audio booth oh yeah and the slide deck so yeah, yeah. I hit my I hit my goals beautiful oh so, question of the week so the question of the week last week was how do you defeat imposter syndrome and we had a bunch of comments so I'll just work through uh, some of them Maddie Williams says, defeat not so much, bottle up and save for a later date. Definitely. I usually talk to my mum or cousin so that I can get my fears and whatnot out, which then frees up my mind to focus on my writing. I feel like I should have more tasks on my weekly lists, but have no clue what to do or what's next. That's common to me. I, th I think that never goes away always because you, you, you're guiding your own ships. So you have no idea whether or not what you're doing is, is right or wrong. But if it feels right, trust you get. Uh, Carrie Hardisky says, I don't think I have imposter syndrome exactly, but definitely the I suck feeling when I can't get done all I want. It's a, it's that writer parent guilt. I get writing done that the nagging voice says, you should have devoted that time to your daughter, mm. which I know we've spoken about mm. on the show before. I, I don't know what the solution to that is. I think there's that balance, isn't there, between spending time with your kid, but also at the same time, you need to have your independence and, and role model to your kid what a successful person could be. Um, so yeah, no idea what the answer is there. Yanni Jade says, I have a very supportive other half. She is my soundboard, keeps me in check and rallies back and forth with my ideas, helping me figure out things when I'm stuck. Aww. Hollyline, I read my reviews. I talk to my writer friends. Uh, I'm not sure that little demon can ever be vanquished, but it can be banished long enough to write another day, which I, I love that sentiment. Uh, Caitlin Duncan, I have small defeats when it comes to imposter syndrome. When it creeps up on me, I think of the validation I've had. And then quote, well, you've been signed this many contracts with the big five, so you can't be that terrible. Or you impacted these readers based on their positive reviews. It's probably not the healthiest way to deal with it, but it's how I get that sucker to go back to its hole so I, I can write the next book. I love that they're all like gremlins and demons. Uh, Jeff Adams says, hey, Jeff. Uh, it's not, that's not what he says. That's what I say. <laughs> it's not I so much defeat. Say, hi, Jeff. <laughs> hi, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> it's not so much defeat as it is identify, acknowledge, and punch it in the face. Oh, my God, uh, I love that. <laughs> It's like my older brother. I usually get it when I finish a book that I really love, sort of a book hangover, and I question how I could ever write a book like that. Um, of course, I can't since I'm not that author, but it can play temporary mind games with me that I usually banish quickly. How did then, I miss uh, all these comments, by the way? Normally, I, I reply to them all, but I think I missed every single comment this week because I didn't know we had this many. They're in our group that we made. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Like, I didn't see any of them come in. No, I did. Have you got your notifications on? Yeah, I'm going to check Maybe. now. I'm going to check. <laughs> I'm going to write that down. Uh, Jeff also did say there's a great song from musical called Title of the Show that speaks directly to imposter syndrome. And he shared the link in the Facebook group for anyone that wants to check that out and listen to that. 
And then finally, two more. Uh, one from Edwin, who says, I duck down the side corridor, climb through a window, sneak through the garden, and enter my writing place through the surface grate. Which <laughs> I love. Basically, like, avoid encountering it at all costs just to get to the goddamn keyboard. Mm. And then uh, I, I, I'm going to butcher this name. Do you how, how do you do it? That? Yeah. Okay, Stephen de Koenig's author, who that is my dad. Daddy. Yeah, it's my uh, daddy says this shouldn't be limited to just authors this affects a wide range of folks mm, like maybe me too mm-hmm. um which goes to show as well a bit more about it. i think we touched on it last week that if you're looking at this as a long-term business and as next level authors i assume that that is somewhere on your radar take your business tips from everywhere because business is universal and writing is just the lens that we see the world through but mm-hmm. everything else can be applied so do use other other industries as as places to learn yeah absolutely and i need to promptly go back and listen to that episode because something's come up this week that has thrown me into imposter syndrome so um yeah cheers life uh yes yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) no i told you it was the thing i told you okay yeah yeah all right um right question of the week oh i'm i'm feeling so much pressure because i have two questions which are totally different and i ah and i was like Okay, no, I think, I, think, I think I'm going to have to ask the one that I thought of first, which is totally inspired by this week, by the way. So, darling, how do you use competition to level up your business? So, I think competition for me comes more in personal interaction than, uh, what's the word? I guess non-personal interaction so for example I'm very competitive in situations in which I can physically feel myself acting and I've got a physical competitor so uh, I've <laughs> I was gonna say I've, I've not always been competitive <clears throat> but that's an absolute lie uh, and it's actually something that like like genuinely like board game nights video game nights I'm that person that if uh, I've got a brother that's a year and a half older than me and we used to play a lot of similar video games and he basically used to uh, get to the point where he just stopped playing with me because if he beat me, I would be the guy that practiced for hours in the background until the next time we played so that I could beat him. Um, and I'm only just now realizing that that's a factor. But like when it comes to sports, I'm the person that uh, I never I never thought that it could be sporty. But then once I got to sort of university or college, when I got to college and started sort of playing much more competitive like basketball and uh, I went into university and, and started playing more basketball, went into free running, things like that. I'd always have a person ahead of me as a figure for who I wanted to be. And it was always for me about taking that step. And I guess that, I guess that mostly the competition, primarily the competition is with myself because I want to, I want to reach the best point that I can get. Mm. And knowing that you've worked hard and you've reached the next step each time um, is, is invigorating and it's something that's empowering. And I like, I don't know if, if, Oh, I'm trying to think which way I'm trying to spin this. Um, the, just, just the honest, the tr- just your way, like. You yeah, know. yeah. I mean, don't spin. So, just be, be, just be. Yeah. So I guess my competitiveness comes out more in personal, face-to-face interactions. Obviously, like with our, our sugar thing, that's now <laughs> firmly set in place because yeah. <laughs> it's now it's not it's no longer just oh let's come off sugar. It's can I beat this bitch? Yeah. Um, <laughs> exactly. And I don't know that that kind of. 
that fuels me that holds me to account and obviously as a side part that's going to make me better but when it comes to things like- so sorry anyway. listeners yeah sorry listeners we had a bit of a <laughs> an internet uh, go down well yes no, yeah, outage. Uh, so yes, there is a bit of a skip between what we were saying and where where we're lifting off, lifting off, starting off now. God, I am tired. So yes, you were you were talking about how you're going to spin this, and I was like, no, don't spin it. And then you were talking about your brother and how you used to like go off in the corner and practice until you could beat him. Okay. So yeah, I think when it comes to having actual people there or like next steps that I can see and that I almost know like. It's almost literally being able to see that next rung of the ladder and trying to test yourself to see if you can go up there. Um, and that that helps me keep accountable and keeps me having something to drive towards. And I like progress. As, as I, th- I generally think that like progress is a formula for like happiness in life because as mm-hmm. long as you, if you keep moving towards something positive, then that, that's awesome. Um, but if, if we're to bring this around to writing as a business and things, I'm not too... I don't really use competition too much when I'm looking at the charts or looking at like other people within my genre that are doing their thing, because I think I've got it into my head now that I've got my own path and they've got their path. And obviously if they're doing things that are working, then by all means, I'm going to be using them, but I'm not, I'm not in competition with other authors. I just use the things that work or try the things that are working for them um, as as good practice. Because I think when it comes to author business, my, my competition, is me it's it's wanting to try and better what i did last time and just slowly grow um because i think if you can have if you have grandiose dreams of you know you, you've got let's use lindsay broker because she seems to be the, the staple for success for a lot of people um and rightly so she's she does very very well mm. uh, i know that within the next few months i'm not going to be lindsay broker um like i'm likely not going to be lindsay broker maybe in a year or two i'm it, there are too many factors that i can't control we write in different genres she has different tactics she has a different life like um, there, there are just so many differences and I think a lot of people who try and or people who get competitive with other authors in their genre on different charts uh, don't take into account all the things that happen behind the scenes and what people don't tell you of what they've got going on in their lives like most people before I started these podcasts would probably just see me as a writer and not know that like I had a child as well and that like there were things happening in my private life like most of last year and the year before um, so th- th- there's not really like a good point of comparison when you when you're trying to compete with those but when it comes to when you, when you could put a face on on someone that is a competitor it just adds that meaning and makes it stick a little bit more i had a i had a friend at a college um who i met through basketball and immediately i don't know what it was we just straight went into being competitive and it was it was hilarious because he basically been playing basketball for about 3 years I had played basketball for about three weeks accumulatively in my entire life. I loved basketball, but I'd only ever played like probably about three weeks when I was seven. Uh, and I remember him, I remember him saying to me, <laughs> cause I, I, I genuinely feel like just fake it until you make it. And mm. he, he, he came up to me one day and was like, I'm off to play basketball. You're wearing a, a basketball jersey. Do you want to come play basketball? We seem to have a similar interest. It wasn't that fucking corny, but you get it. Uh, and we went to play basketball and it was very, very apparent very quickly that I had no skill. But within within a few months, I literally played with him probably about five, six days a week um, in lunch times after college, like at the weekends, we'd like it was just constantly on the court. And uh, I'm one of those people, I get quite obsessive with certain passions. So I definitely like envelop myself in just doing it until I get good. Um, and even even now, like my, because my, I haven't had the proper fitness goal in ages. I can't remember if I told this to you, I think I might have. Um, but I'm currently training to join the local basketball team when the coronavirus pandemic shifts. 
Uh, and I've not played in, how old am I? I've not played properly in about 11 years, 12 years since college really was the last time I played competitively. Um, but I'm, I've got a goal and now I'm, I'm running three times a week to build up my stamina. I've got a ball, I'm getting a hoop for my back garden so I can like start practicing my shots and things just because I want to test where I can take myself. I don't care that like I'm, you know, 12 years past whatever fitness stage I was at then when I was probably close to the fittest that I've been or maybe in my life. Um, I just, I just want to see how far I can go. And I think I'm at a point in my life where like, I don't see the point in holding back because I'm going to be looking back in five years and wishing that I did more because in five years time, somewhere, some part of me is going to degrade to a point where I'm going to be slightly less. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sounds, calm sounds the depressing. fuck down, Dan. <laughs> calm down because we all know That's I'm not what like, I mean. <laughs> yeah, you better not be as well. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, it sounds depressing, but obviously the reality of life is that life wears you down. Um, and I'm not, I'm not making like a five-year benchmark comparison or anything like that, but just the general principle of like, I just want to give it my all because who knows what's going to happen tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, I think I, I use competition uh, a fair bit. I normally, I like to do challenges, particularly stupid or not stupid, but like challenges that seem stupid. Like when I was, a, when I was at college, I did a, a drink nothing but two litres of water a day challenge um, for two weeks just because I wanted to see what happened. And uh, I got healthier. I actually then continued only drinking water after that for about three or four months, just because I felt so good from it. And I, I lost the need to drink other things. Um, I like just experimenting and finding that. Another one that I'll throw in and then I'll, I'll hand over the reins. Is, <laughs> it's probably not the smartest one I did, uh, but I did. I want, have you heard of Huel? Yes. Isn't mm. that protein, uh, like a vegetarian protein? So it's basically, it brands itself as human fuel, which is obviously what the yeah. from fuel. And it's, it's 100% nutrition in a, like a, a food drink. So theoretically, you should be able to drink X amount of these a day up to your recommended calories for your gender, your age, whatever, and then survive. Um, so I tested that theory. <laughs> and <laughs> so for two weeks, I mean, there's an intro. You have to you have to ease into it. You can't just like go from solids to liquids. It, otherwise, like it, it wreaks havoc. <laughs> um, so you ease into it. But I I did about two weeks solid of of just drinking. I think it was three or four Huels a day, and that was it for food. Um, just because I wanted to, I wanted to see what happened. I wanted to see if it was possible. And because I was working my ass off in my old job, I was like, I don't have quote I don't have time to eat lunch and all this other stuff. And it just made things really really easy. Um, so it was it was okay. The, the problem you cannot go from drinking food <laughs> to one evening where you eat like three fajitas because your body just does not adapt to changes that quickly. And it was probably one of the only times in my life, well, two that I've mentioned to you this evening where I thought I was going to die. <laughs> so challenges are good, but you have to, you have to be sensible people. You have to be you sensible. Do. You do. I love it. I love it. I, I, yeah, I've been dying to ask you that one all week. <laughs> is, I don't, I, I, I think when I think of myself, I think I'm generally like, quote, the nice guy, like pacifist, like not too bad, but I, there's, there's just you a part are of me that so I am not. competitive. It's no, unbelievable. Like, it's, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't say it's a problem. I think it's just, a, no, I don't, no, I don't think it's, it's a problem. driving force. Yeah. Okay. So I, I okay so I don't even know where to start with this 
and also I didn't really prepare. Why do I keep doing this? I keep, <laughs> this is because I couldn't decide which question to ask. So I didn't really compare. So this is going to be like completely me being vulnerable and telling the goddamn truth about myself, which I might not like. Um, okay. So I hate that I'm competitive. And um, I, so do you, you know Becca Simon? You know, I love Becca Simon. I think she's fucking mm -hmm. genius. I think she's amazing, mind boggling woman who just, she blows my mind. And um, I did her, um, one of her tests, I can't think wh which one it was, that tells you all of the different like things that help you to work better, more efficiently. I really want to do her course, by the way. And uh, anyway, my number one was competition and I was livid. I was absolutely livid about it because I was like, no, I'm not competitive. Like I, I don't compete against other people. Rah, rah, rah. And I was so cross that I'd come out as com com competitive. So my, my, my ones, my five ones were competition, achiever, strategic learner and significance, which when you put them all together is really quite accurate for me, which is even more annoying because I hate being put in a box, even though I did the test to be put in a box. Um, <laughs> but of course I wanted to rebel against it. So the more I thought about it, the more I was like, okay, I am actually really competitive, but not against other people. And wait, wait, wait. So when I look at my past and I look at what I've done I I have always so it, you, you were talking about sports and I've I've tried to do team sports I tried hockey for a while um I tried netball for a while bit of basketball couldn't ever really get into sports that depended on other people which is <laughs> such a bad thing to say but as soon as it was a sport where it was only me and I was the only factor affecting my performance I then thrive and really enjoy those kinds of sports. So for example, I competed, um, I was, I'm, I've got my NRA marksman, so I am a dead-eyed dick. Give me any weapon and I will get a bullseye from miles away. Like, I, I don't know what it is, but I break records on <laughs> army bases. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I can get like, so you get something called a posse, which is all bullseyes um, in a competition, which I used to do. And um, from like between uh, 500 and 800 meters. And this is with an iron sight. So with no SUSAT, you've not, not got like a telescopic lens. This is just your iron sights. Anyway, so the point is, yeah, well, so I wanted to go into the army and I wanted to be a sniper, but they, at, back way back then, they didn't take women on the front line. This was like only a few years before that, that changed. Anyway, Taekwondo, another sport relying mm. completely on myself and and my um what's the word my uh i can't think of the word like uh, you know when you drill yourself like what's the word i can't think of it anyway um oh, that's gonna really annoy me but yeah so when i look at sports actually i've only ever really enjoyed sports where it's just me and me trying to improve myself so i think i'm highly competitive with myself because like you, I don't really look at other authors and think, oh, you know, I want to do better. Why, why would I just, I don't care. It's pointless. Yeah. It's so pointless. Like, I do, also, I don't care. And also, they do other things that I don't want to do. And, um, yeah, so I just, like, I, I don't really compete against other people in that respect. When it comes to fun challenges, though, 
<laughs> That's a completely different matter. Are we are we branding this a fun challenge? Uh, well, you know. <laughs> but yeah. associate the word fun with it, but go yeah. On. But but also though, I think it's our relationship though. So like it's the it's the banter that's in it. Like and that's what you know, so like, like I will this we're gonna be 90, buddy. <laughs> Still sugar free. <laughs> I sent Sasha a picture of a cookie. <laughs> I you sent him a picture, picture of a donut. donut. Yeah. <laughs> we are <laughs> bastards to each other. <laughs> but yeah, so like in these circumstances, then I get super competitive. And um, like also, but you know how, uh, so me and Chloe is also very competitive. And so we don't play together. Okay. We, d we don't play <laughs> <laughs> because that does not end well. Um, but on a team, we are fucking awesome so we did like this fun uh, quiz earlier on in in lockdown over zoom with various other um friends and family and, like we just sort of gave each other the look that said we have to fucking win this like no matter what like and we did obviously um but yeah so in terms of um the thing that i wanted to bring it round to like truly answering the question how do i use it to level up my business is i get highly competitive with myself so if you remember when i was launching the anatomy of prose <laughs> i was like i was almost to the point of frothing at the mouth because i wanted to beat my previous um what's the word uh, pre-order record and i wanted to do better i wanted to better myself i wanted to beat myself i wanted to beat you know past me and and i was like messaging you and stropping and throwing my toys out of the pram you know i need to do more i need to be better i need to be better at marketing um you know i need to learn more all of this stuff so i think i use competition with myself to drive me on a bit like you were saying it is a driving force but very much an like an insular one um unless it's like you know yeah like what we're doing with with and then in which <laughs> case i'm like i will fucking fight you to the end <laughs> but, yeah um but yes but i and 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 so i'm kind of coming to the point where i'm accepting that i understand why competition came out number one um, because yeah, you know, I do like my gold Taekwondo medals and I do want to be the best and yeah, you know, everything that I do even so like, for example, grading with Taekwondo. So you go to your exams to get your new belts. I've got the highest mark you can get for every single <laughs> one. And, but, but I like, I don't, I don't say that with any kind of arrogance. I say it with pride that I practiced that hard and I rehearsed and I drilled myself and I sat night after night after night learning the words. So, so I use it as a, as a, you know, a way to measure my own performance against myself, I think. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it just happens to be a byproduct that that is higher than other people might achieve. Yeah, and it's not always, like, I, and it's not always, you know, because if I tried to do it with, I don't know, anything that requires fixing something, like being an electrician, numbers, maths, I'm shit at a lot of stuff. But um, yeah, I think just the things that I'm good at, I use it to drive me on. Yeah. Mm. I think it's really just a question and it's a chance to kind of reflect on that because I think sometimes there's a bit of a stigma that 
having a competitive nature is a bad thing. Um, mm. And I think people almost, they, they fear it or don't want it and don't embrace it. But I think if you use it in the right way, it can 100% be a force that, that helps you get to where you want to go. Um, and you don't have to be competitive to, to be successful in this business. Um, if you want to be, if you are successful, then obviously that, that's what helps you. But um, yeah, I think it's that whole individualized uh, experience because I, <laughs> as you were talking, it kept popping into my head that like, I've, I've seen how competitive you get with your own deadlines, which I find <laughs> fucking hilarious. Like for me, there's that element of like, if I'm, I set my own deadlines, but I prefer if other people set me deadlines because that's when I'm like, I'm, I'm going to go for it because I'm accountable to someone else. But if I set my own deadlines, I'm normally quite good with them, but I, I do have that sensibility sometimes to be like, I'm just not going to hit it today. I will let it slide for tomorrow. Um, whereas I feel like you will literally like punch through a wall to try and make sure that you hit that deadline. Yeah, I I am. Uh, I take a, a great deal of pride in being the person I say I'm going to be. So if I, but that's why I'm really careful. I try not to commit to things because if I say something, I will fucking kill myself in order to to do it. Like I will not <laughs> let go. Till it let me done. ask you a question. Yeah. Has there ever been a situation in which your competitiveness has uh, ended negatively or triggered a negative effect? only with myself like burnout <laughs> mm. that is probably the only one that I could say so yeah like because I'm just not competitive with other people because I just don't care um I yeah I have never it's never ended negatively like I can lose a game like that's fine so if we're playing a family game I can lose a family game I don't really care um if 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 it yeah so like i've lost lots of things over the over the years um but in terms of negative consequences um the only negative consequence i think is me driving myself into a hole in order to better myself um yeah yeah that's just, really funny that you said that my deadlines are like a competition i've never really seen it like that and it's yeah. wow i feel so seen <laughs> i've also just realized that the way that you speak about like group sports and stuff is slightly different to how i how i perceive them um i've never really given this much thought until today but like when you say group sports obviously you have to rely on other people for, for your success mm. whereas the way that i play group sports um and also you mentioned board games when i this kind of applies to that as well is that I, all I care about is that I'm giving my 100% and that I'm being the best that I can. Because mm. those other factors around me, all those other people, I can't control that, but I can control the part that I play. So that's, that's where my com competition myself comes in. And that's a similar with board games in that, like, I will fucking give it everything I have to win, like, a family board game. But if I lose, I'm not sour because I tried my hardest. So I think it depends on the context. So for example, I could go and do um, like like rounders in the field with friends and family, and that's not competitive. I don't care if we lose, that kind of stuff. If I'm on the university hockey team and we lose, I'm gonna be pissed off, especially if I've done my best. But that's not necessarily <laughs> like reflect, I don't necessarily care that somebody else didn't play well. I just care that collect collectively we lost. Yeah. So 
like it would it would definitely depend on context like i don't like losing i really don't and i'm not really afraid to say that like i'm sure i'm probably gonna get judged <laughs> really badly for saying that now but um it's honest and lots of people don't admit to that i think it's okay to not like losing because that's not the result we wanted at the end of the day but yeah no like i have i played hockey for probably like four or five years um but i just used to find it frustrating when and it was even worse if I'd underperformed. Yeah. Because then I'd let other people down. Like it, it was much better if somebody else had let me down than me then letting somebody else down. Cause that was, then I would kick myself into the ground, you know, mm -hmm. like I would absolutely torment myself over that. So, but, but because of that, because of that frustration of things that I couldn't control, that's why I went away from the team sports because I can't, <clears throat> because in those situations, it, it it is a competition. You are in competition. That is what, you know, unless it's like a fun team, it's just a recreational team. But I've yeah. never done that. I've only ever played in team sports when it's, you are competing. So I've never, yeah, like I've never done a fun recreational team sport. Yeah, I'm flipping that because I'm, I'm now going to a point where I'm seeking that group team culture because yeah. I've been by myself writing for so long now and like even in my old job like when you get to a certain level of management you're basically alone anyway mm. so I'm now in this position where it's like I really want that like community group thing that's separate from writing as well because that's the big part of me wanting to join a basketball team is like it's something just away from writing something that I'm passionate about something that I love that is different and yeah it, it gives me a break. But that's so interesting because I want exactly and need exactly the same thing but i go to a taekwondo club where it's a family club but the sport is reliant on you yourself <laughs> so, <laughs> like, so but i also one of the reasons i go to taekwondo is for that very need of needing a team a family and and taekwondo is such a family sport and and it really does feel like a like a team but your performance is based on yourself alone Right, I have another podcast to record. So, yeah. how are <laughs> we leveling? I know. Let's let's wrap this this baby up. How are we leveling up our business this week? I need to. Oh shit! That's good timing. <laughs> well, tomorrow I need to upload the document for the pre-order for book two uh, <laughs> by tomorrow. So I'm probably going to have to do that tonight. Holy crap! That snuck up. Jesus. Uh, and then. <laughs> next week i'm launching a book uh book episode two in when winter comes and i will also uh have made a significant <laughs> this is all happening so quickly i will have made a significant uh dent into the first draft of episode three which comes out on the 29th of july oh my god you are such a machine i've done something wrong <laughs> what have you done no it's just it's just it's just a time constraint of like making it happen but the, uh, the thing is partly <laughs> i chose this to push me into making it happen because otherwise i'd keep like just pushing it back pushing it back but oh, it's, yeah. uh, it's crap oh. for me i do i do oh, need to I upload see. the document so you're you're terrified about the things you just committed to is that what you mean well uh, yeah i've yeah episode three is coming out on the 29th i promise it to people it's gonna happen i haven't put a word to paper yet and it's twenty thousand words <laughs> so i've got two and a half weeks to, yes, uh, otherwise you get another forfeit, hey. Mm -hmm. <laughs> then it would be... It's fine, I'll make it happen. <laughs> okay, so this week I am going to work on Trey 
still again more hopefully i will be faster please karma and um i will also work on more slide decks Oh, awesome. and fun one, which is not accountability, but fun one. Uh, we're getting, fingers crossed, our carpets delivered on Wednesday and installed on Wednesday, which means, fingers crossed, I should have a completed office next time we record. And that's if I have the time to unpack everything and sort everything out. So yeah, fingers Amazing. crossed. But that, that will be a fun one. Not accountability just just in case um <laughs> no carpets okay. forfeit yeah <laughs> audience <laughs> question of the week so i i think we should ask 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 the guys this and and you know be brutally honest you're probably all <laughs> judging me for being highly competitive now but anyway i think people don't expect it from you to be honest what oh my god <laughs> If, uh, it's if it's number one, me. if it's number one on your personality thing, and if people have listened to this week after week, I think people have get there's probably some elements of competitiveness in you. Maybe not to the degree that you've displayed, but I think people won't be surprised that you and I are competitive people. I just am speechless. Which I know you have to go, but also which flipping this, I've suddenly like thought to the right as well. Hi Jay, uh, in which those two don't seem competitive at all. Yeah. I'm <laughs> I may be misrepresenting you, and I apologise if I am, but yeah, that's, yeah. that's the impression I get. Yeah. Oh, God. Why are we doing this podcast? I'm, just, I'm like exposing myself in ways I'm just so <laughs> uncomfortable over. Because we want to have a record of us ruining our reputation. <laughs> you are ruining my life, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> and you love it. I know. Oh, I'll see you next week. Um, Bye. <laughs> no, we haven't asked the question. <laughs> Oh my god, this is such a shit show this week. <laughs> oh. oh okay. <laughs> Audience question of the week. <laughs> I completely lost it. Audience question of the week is what did I ask? How how do you use competition to <laughs> level up Hungry for more? If you enjoyed this podcast, you can hear more of my angelic accent and Dan's dulcet tones on our other podcasts. For more of me, check out the Great Writer Share podcast. For more of me, listen to the Rebel Author podcast. We'll be back next week holding each other to account as Dan and Sasha become next level authors. authors.